Hey everybody, welcome to the 440 Guitar Podcast. I am your host, Jarrell Powell. Thank you so much for tuning up. You can catch the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anchor.fm forward slash 440. Uh, you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at the 440 Guitar Podcast uh, uh, if you want to get updates on the episodes that release. Uh, and also, you're also more than welcome to send me a message or voicemail. You can send me an email over at the440podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or uh, if you want to send me a voicemail, you can actually do that through the Anchor website for the podcast. Go to anchor.fm forward slash 440. You can send me a, a voicemail uh, to, to connect with me. So feel free to do that if you'd like to do so. Uh, that's how uh, Neil Santos from the Pentatonic Way reached out to me. We had that great episode. Uh, so feel free to do that if you would like to do so. And today, I'm very excited. We have a, an incredibly talented musician here with us. I'm going to read a description and also a quote uh, from uh, the uh, Urban Tulsa uh, a musicians, uh, musicians page slash uh, uh, magazine or what have you. Uh, but first to start off here, this musician has lent his talents to several national acts over the years, traveling the world as a member of the hardworking Americans and supporting our tours uh, for musicians uh, such as uh, Elizabeth Cook and the Secret Sisters. Uh, he's also toured with Scott Hirsch, uh, John Fulbright, Travis Linville, and Samantha Crane, and has shared the stage with musical luminaries such as the Tudeshi Trucks Band, Widespread Panic, Phil Lesh, Bob Weir, John Moreland, and uh, Ian Moore. And from uh, Urban Tulsa, they had a they have a, a very nice quote here that I wanted to be sure I mentioned here on the show. It says that this uh, musician is quite possibly the epitome of the understated Southern gentleman, an amazing talent in his own right. Uh, if it has strings, he can play it and plays it well. Uh, his own material is incredibly good, melding his Americana roots and Beatlesque pop sensibility. But he's also proves to be a consumerate, a sideman and stage foil, making him one of the most in-demand players in Tulsa. Uh, the 440 Guitar Podcast is excited to have uh, Jesse Acock uh, on the line here. Jesse, how are you, sir? Doing well, Drill. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, so uh, tell me a little bit about um, just how is it going over where you're at. I know a lot of musicians. It's nice to see a lot of musicians are dusting off their guitars and music. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Play live and everything. Uh how how's it going over where you're at, you know, given the current state of affairs? Uh it's actually it's it's doing it's been really good um as far as that goes. Um <clears throat> I think you know, in the here in the in the mid middle of America, um, you know, throughout this the whole pandemic stretch, we kind of were able to sort of get by with some things you know, safely that I think some other cities other and on the coast, like had a harder time navigating. Um, and it was still not necessarily easy, but, um, mm. I was able to kind of find some work here and there, um, with some live stream stuff at the beginning. And now it's kind of gotten to this point where, uh, where there's actual shows and there's people, um, like limited, rooms and stuff and a lot of you know a lot of the outdoor places are really kind of taking advantage of of this right now because um, it's just a safer place for people to get together um and so uh 
you know, that's that definitely feels the most comfortable as a performer as well. Um, you know, when it's just out in the open air. Um, and so, right. yeah, it's, um, you know, things are so, sort of sort of normal ish. You know? <laughs> That's good. To, good to hear. Yeah. Cause it's like those Instagram, those live Instagram videos can only take us so far. Right. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, geez, like that. Uh, yeah. I, I was, I'm, I was ready to uh, get back to the regular program, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very cool. So on the 440 Guitar Podcast, uh, we're really big on origin stories, how people got to where they are today. Uh, so without further ado, by getting started here, tell us about your, um, tell me about your earliest uh, memories of music. Um, you know, someone asked me this the other day, and um, my earliest memory of music was that um, Tulsa had annual reggae fest for years um and it was one of the larger reggae fests especially around this part of the country and it was a in the beginning it was like a canned food a free a free show and it was bring canned food goods and stuff um for entry and they actually had i mean over the years had amazing acts coming through um and my parents took me when i was a little kid and i mean i so as my as far as my earliest memory of music goes um it would be going to that festival and i i don't even know if i could speak yet um i just remember like my i remember being on my dad's shoulders and feeling the sub bass frequency like rattle my <laughs> rattle my chest and it like and then it just made me laugh and giggle and it just that was my first sort of connection with with um like with music i guess or at least my first memory of it you know wow wow did did you have a lot of uh music played in the house when you were growing up definitely um so yeah i mean and then so you know after that experience just growing up um my dad has been a collector of of vinyl records and i kind of followed in his footsteps with that um and but um just he always was playing music around the house whether it be a record you know um or or he my dad's a singer songwriter so Mm. he played a lot of his his songs that he was working on and stuff so i just kind of grew up with music in the house um so definitely was exposed to a lot of different stuff and his taste was fairly eclectic. Um, he, you know, mostly it was within, in the sort of California country rock singer songwriter stuff. And then, you know, with, um, with some other stuff thrown in there, but that he really kind of was drawn to that stuff the most, I think. So, yeah. That's great. What uh, out of the the music that was played in the house? Were there any particular artists or or you know songs that connected with you during those those years? Yes, um, Neil Young always resonated with me from a really young age. Um, without really having a full grasp of of music, um, just I had there was a there was some connection there um, with Neil Young early on and then also even even after the reggae concert experience um 
there was a lot of Bob Marley in the house. And I think as a, as a kid, um, especially when you're really young, you know, you just kind of want to move and <laughs> dance around and that music's just really easy to sort of, um, to groove, groove with. And so that was, that was definitely an influence as well in that, in those early, early stages. Um, but yeah, Neil Young, like he, he stuck with me, um, and kind of through, you know, through middle school, I guess really, you know, around 12, you know, around 12 is really when I kind of where Neil Young clicked with me and then sort of carried through. Nice. And it was, would you say that was kind of the, the point of entry when it can, when it comes to, uh, you starting to learn, uh, you know, the guitar or, you know, other, uh, instruments. When, when did, when did that start for you? Yeah. Um, so I guess too, because my dad was more of a song singer songwriter than a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's what sort of connected to me first. So I really, I really picked around on acoustic guitar and started trying to write my own songs. First, first off, I think I, I think I wrote, my first song at 12. Um, oh, and, wow. and, um, and so the Neil Young influence was part of that, you know, that sort of time as well and in, in developing that stuff. Um, but then as far as the guitar side goes, um, I would say that um, the Black Crows probably were the first band to, to like sort of catch my interest as far as, is guitar music and stuff. And, um, and so that, and that was even, that was around like 10 years old. Um, really the, I guess it was when shake your money maker came out and it was my, <laughs> my friend's, uh, older sister was like my best friend in elementary school. And his older sister had this massive cassette collection of, you know, all the hair bands and stuff. And it was, I know, and I was young enough to where I was like, kind of when she was gone, we'd like put a tape in and sort of listen to stuff and like, all. and I never really was interested in any of those other cassettes. And then whenever, whenever Shake Your Moneymaker was playing, it just, it hit me instantly. And I was, and I was sold. And that was sort of the first band um, that I kind of discovered outside of my dad and 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 that I felt like was my band you know and so um and then I was and I couldn't play at that time I you know at 10 I wasn't playing guitar but that sort of sparked the that sparked something and then years later you know they still were you know when Mark Ford joined the band and stuff like and that really sort of got that's where I was like I really want to get into playing electric guitar um so that was probably the earliest start in terms of guitar influence yeah did did that come easy for you as far as when you did start learning or what what was that what was that journey like for you um i guess i mean it it's a it's still a journey for me (laughs) that's true (laughs) but uh acoustic guitar i mean like I, i i was able to put chords together fairly quick but Mm. I've never been a good student when it comes to anything so Mm. you know I've always had to learn by a lot of mistakes and and so it takes me longer to to learn stuff but then once I do it's like 
it's kind of, it feels organic and it's, it's sort of, it feels more like me and in, in that sense. And, and so with, with guitar playing, um, it was trial and error and it was really just, it was really just putting on like Led Zeppelin records or whatever I had in, in my, in my room growing up and then turning my, cranking my amp up and just playing along and really like not caring about what I was playing. It, it was, I was just trying to feel my way through the music and play along to stuff. And I'm sure I was driving everybody crazy and it was probably pretty terrible, but it, but eventually, you know, you do that long enough and it's just really how you're familiar, familiarizing yourself with the instrument and, you know, you just get better over time um, and you have to start somewhere. So it was, you know, really just playing along to records because it wasn't until I mean I had some friends you know some I had some I had some friends in middle school that we used to get together in in my parents basement and just make noise um you know and we recorded some demo we we I actually had a little four track um cassette recorder and we recorded some little demos of songs and I mean, I guess they weren't that bad for, for kids our age, um, you know, but, but there was that, so there was, you know, that, and it wasn't really until my early twenties. And that's when I kind of got in a, in more, more serious about being in a band and starting my own band Mm. and doing all that stuff, you know? Yeah. 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 Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and then, uh, as far as, you know, for you, you know, learning, learning guitar and everything, was it, what was it once again, Neil Young, kind of the big person inspiring you playing guitar? Or did you have a couple of other people that, you know, uh, that you kind of held to a very high, uh, plateau or a high standard for, you know, as far as like for your, for your, uh, inspiration, what have you, as far as learning, uh, learning guitar? Yeah. I mean, Neil Young's guitar playing is amazing. And it definitely yeah. was one of my, one of my big influences. Cause he's, and that's why I think he's just one of the bigger influences in my life musically mm. in general is because he, he is, you know, a singer songwriter who also gets, gets around on a guitar really well. And he, and, and he, I think he appreciates both sides of that, uh, you know, equally. And, and so um, so he, he was in, like I said, Mark Ford, um, with the black crows, like his, his stuff, his guitar playing, I always thought, um, it serves a song and he plays real melodically. And then, and then, you know, as I got older, I got into a lot of other stuff. Um, and you know, and that's still always, I'm always trying to explore, and a lot of times that's like digging back deeper in music, but um, I really got into Bill Frizzell for a long time. Mm. Uh, I, mean, I still, I still really admire his playing and he's coming at it in a whole different way. Um, and uh, let's see, I mean, obviously, um, you know, um, all the, all the guitar players in the Rolling Stones. Yeah. I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> um you know those guys and 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 that's the other thing um i always 
and it's I guess and then this would be that the way same way with the with the crows too and a lot of bands like that is I I do like the um I like the two guitar player thing and and that's like with Neil he's always had another guitar player too um and I I always am drawn to to the two guitar player band because there's a cool dynamic that happens and there's an interplay in a weave that happens. And when it's done right, it's, it's hard to beat. Um, yeah. You know, I just, it's really, it's that stuff. I just find it really interesting. Mm. Nice. Nice. Talk to me a little bit as far as, um, your process of songwriting. Um, what, 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 what would you say is a, big motivator for you when you write songs and how often do you do you write them in your daily life because i always find it really interesting as far as you know how songwriters kind of build these stories you know and shares them you know through through music yeah that's a good question i mean i i i don't know if i had um if i had to put out a record like every year it would be challenging for me and and it and it's not, not that I couldn't do it. Um, it might be sometimes having that sort of knowing you have a deadline where you have to have a, do a record every year. Mm. It just forces you into that world a little more. So could, you know, I'm just, I know I could do it, but I've always kind of, because I've been a side guy and other bands, you know, most of, you know, my adult life, it's, it's sort of, forcefully put songwriting into this zone where it just is whenever I can do it. And, and it's really more, um, and it's actually kind of always been, always been like this for me, um, where it's just writing songs. Anytime I feel like really inspired and I'm in the mood to write, um, sometimes I'll pick up a guitar and a pen and paper and, and it just those times I'm inspired. It's rarely rare that anything ever comes of it. Mm. Um, for and I don't know why that is. Um, and it's always these, it's always these moments where I'm not in the mood at all, and it's been a long day or something. And I just and I see the guitar sitting in the corner, and it's like this last move of just like I. I should probably just pick that up. You never know. And then play a couple chords. And for some reason, playing those couple chords that day was inspiring and it inspired a song or at least the start of a song. Whereas the day before when I felt like it, there was nothing, you know? So I, I don't, it's, it's more songwriting is more mysterious to me in that way. And it's, um, it's never, it's something that's, I've never really been able to force. Um, I just kind of have to like, let it happen. And if I'm lucky, then it all comes together, you know, in one sitting and I, I have a pretty completed song, mm. but most, most of the time it's usually just, um, I get like a melody down and don't even start with lyrics or, or sometimes I'll, I'll start with a verse if it just comes out or a course. Mm. And sometimes I'll just sing nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, there's something, if you can do that um, without being too conscious of, of it, sometimes I think what comes out in that 
is has depth and value and it is it's like something within and and occasionally that that can inspire the rest of the song um you know you might get a you might get a a line or two out of that um that seems really honest and and then you can kind of go from there yeah Um, so yeah that's kind of kind of what little process i have yeah that's interesting no they're very they're very much of an, an organic approach to writing, uh, to writing songs. It's funny. Cause I, I think about, you know, when I, when I'm working on like music or whatnot, and, and sometimes it just takes like, cause just like that one, that one guitar, maybe that you haven't played in a while. And you're like, Hey, I'm kind of coming up with some stuff here. <laughs> totally. Man, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Tends to happen a lot, at least for, for, for me anyway. So it's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah. So as far as for, you know, being a songwriter, do you have like the, do you have like a, a journal that you, that it's kind of like your Holy grail that you kind of flush all your ideas into, or is it just, it's kind of like, you know, if I can find something to write with and, a, and, a, you know, something to write on, you know, or do you, do you kind of have like a, like a journal that you, you write all your songs in? I should. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I just have like a scattered stack of papers and stuff mm-hmm. and they're all in piles and different areas so i mean i don't even know where some songs ended up you know oh, there's, wow. <laughs> there's like old you know like old spiral books of paper that have song ideas and and then there's just random pieces of paper that i like ripped out of something that you know was just available at the time so that's what i use so yeah yeah I, there's not really any organization to it <laughs> sometimes you just got to get the idea out before it's gone right <laughs> exactly and you can go back and actually like write it nicely or something <laughs> very cool um so i know that you have uh, a new album that is uh coming out next week uh, or if you're listening to this it'll be uh this friday if i'm not mistaken and it's it's uh it's self-titled so you're you know your name uh, as far as like an overview before we go into, I guess, a, a depth on a couple of the songs, I mean, tell me about your experience and kind of process, uh, working on that album. Um, well, I mean, the recording, we went into, uh, Fellowship Hall studio, um, in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's a studio that my friend Jason Weinheimer has, and I've been working I've been working out of it for some, for quite a few years now. Um, but always been doing other projects, just, you know, recording, um, parts on other records and stuff. And, um, and it's, it's almost, it feels like home to kind of, and I've done so much work there, but never recorded my own music in, in it. So it just seemed the right, the right, the right time to do it, um, for this record. And, um, it was sort of like right at the, I guess we went in kind of like right at the, the beginning of pandemic stuff, you know? Oh, um, yeah. and, and so it was just kind of right at that time. It was a little weird, like everybody, it was just weird energy. And, and, um, and I, uh, had just got back in town. <clears throat> like I had, I had, um, some concert um sort of thing like they were um well they were they were like uh 
tribute concerts to my buddy uh, Neil Castell that um, I play played with as well. Um, and we had some shows for him when he passed away. And, and so it was just like sort of, I was, it was a hard time for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And, and then, so like, I wasn't thinking about making a record. It was kind of the last thing on my mind, um, mm. to be honest. And, uh, and I almost forgot that I even had it booked. Um, and then I, I got home and I was like looking through my, my calendars and stuff. And I re I, and I, it dawned on me and I, I, I just, there were certain, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had songs really together enough to go in. I felt so unprepared mm. and I felt mentally not really in a spot where I, I didn't really feel like doing it. And, mm. and, um, but I already, I'd already asked my buddies that I play with if they, could do this and they've had it on their books for a long time. I already had the session, the studio time book. Mm -hmm. So the more I thought about it, I just had this moment and I was like, man, I, you know, this could, the, you know, I should just do this. I I've, it's like, I've committed to it. And, and it's like, you know, and I've done enough session work that stuff just magically comes together sometimes if you just sort of let go and just, let it happen. Mm. And so all that unpreparedness that I was feeling, I just decided to roll with it. And I, and, and, and I, I trust the, trust the people that I work with, which is a really big part of that. Cause I just know that they're going to bring a lot to the table and, and that just the whole thing would come together. And so, um, and I just didn't put a lot of expectations on it. And I just was like, well, we'll just go in and we'll get what we get. And, um, and so we went in and, um, and we, I had three days booked and we knocked out the whole record in three days. And, and, you know, and I, I hadn't even really played these songs for the rhythm section. So we were all kind of learning them on the spot. And some of the, you know, there was a couple that I was like still finishing up, verses for like, I didn't even have a verse for one song. So I kind of like wrote it on the spot. Um, and I think we like worked a bridge into one of the songs that there, where there wasn't a bridge, you know, there was some, some things like that that just sort of happened very organically. Mm. Um, and the session ended up being great and it was on, on multiple levels and it was really sort of, um, I don't know. And, and, you know, you mentioning that you're a musician yourself and stuff, you know, just uh, there's that thing when you get into a studio that like everything else sort of disappears. It's, mm -hmm. it's like this, it's its own universe. And it kind of just gave me this, this like sort of mental break from a lot of the things that were, that I was dealing with and being, being in the company of really good friends mm. and so and then writing and then and then recording these songs that like also were you know a lot of them dealt with some of these things mm. that i had been feeling and so it, it was it was therapeutic in its own way as well um just the the whole experience 
so um so that's kind of how that's i don't that's kind of how the whole thing came together wow well yeah i must say you know listening when i when i listened to to the 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 album it definitely it definitely was I really like the music. It's a, for it, it brought me it brought me back to where it was maybe a, something from the past, but then also the music didn't feel forced, and it felt very just like it. it see, it felt it felt like like this is something you can drive to, but then also like this like there's there's some really important stuff in here if you take a, a closer you know pay closer attention listening to it. So. Um, I, I really like the album. I think you, you guys did a really great job and, 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 uh, and especially hearing how, you know, how, how the, how it came to be, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense as far as, you know, the music kind of, it, once again, that conversation of kind of this organic, you know, this organic thing that kind of happened, you know, and, and it's good that it happened around, you know, around people that you know and, and trust too so i think that was probably a contribution to it as well but but yeah definitely i want to say i definitely dig the album man i appreciate it thanks of course of course um i was, I was curious to see if there's a maybe a particular song on the album that maybe uh struck out to you as far as you know maybe like wow like that that moment when you made that record it was uh you know, a very memorable experience or maybe one that was uh, a little more difficult to write. But then once, you know, you guys got it down and recorded it, that it just became everything that you wanted and more. What were some of the songs on the album that you, you know, kind of uh, that you had an experience like that? Uh, well, I, overall, really, um, this tune, Sadder Than a Sunset, on on multiple levels, kind of tapped into that. And hmm. and. First of first and foremost, it was really just that song. As far as writing writing the song, it um, that one kind of wrote itself more than any of the others. Not far from the truth, friends placing bets on reckless hearts, flicker of a street. That's one of those that I feel like you get these songs occasionally. They're like it's 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 just more uncommon where they just sort of all come together at once. And that one just sort of I, it was more of like I had the imagery in my head, hmm. and so the it like the song was just all there all of a sudden. And then I just it was a matter of just sort of like putting words, putting it to words. Hmm. And um, the music came also very quickly with that. And and then in the studio, when we put it down, it was the, the, I think it was the one, maybe the one and only tune that, you know, we tracked everything live. We cut, we cut to, um, cut to a tape machine, mm -hmm. but like, but that tune, um, that tune is the only one I think we kept the, the live vocal track and like the floor take um the scratch vocal and and um and so the, because there was you know you can always find <laughs> you can always find something you 
you might could re-sing or do better. And there's definitely some flaws in that, but like, I felt like the flaws had more meaning. And so Hmm. it just felt right. And then we kind of talked about it and everyone's just like, I don't think we should re, you know, re-sing this one. Um, Let's just leave it. And so that one, it it just went down real, real fast. Um, Wow. Very cool. Yeah. That's such a, that's such a really neat experience too, because I, 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 that reminds me of like a couple of different bands where they had takes where like there were mistakes, but the energy was so prominent that it just didn't make sense to do another take. It makes it, it reminds me of like my generation by like the who, uh, you know, of him, him trying to get the, you know, trying to get those words out, but there's just such a really prominent energy i think there was a sublime song too where like the the, the singer said he said a, a word wrong or something but just the take was so damn good that yeah <laughs> they just kept it yeah. anyway you know yeah. that's a, such a that's a, such a powerful thing you know so very cool very cool um i was curious to ask you as well um you know, and I feel like this is an important question, especially for um, a songwriter. Uh, how do you how do you feel that um, you've evolved as a musician and a songwriter? You know, from when you first started working on music to now. I mean, especially after the you know this pan the, the this pandemic, you know, finally starting to slow down. But how do you feel that you've evolved when it comes to writing songs or how you approach them? Um, I think. Uh I think really by, by just surrounding myself with people that I feel are better than me, you know, I mean, and, and really in, in that regard, um, it's, it's, it's that way with songwriting and that way with music, with, uh, you know, instrumentation, I've, I don't know, with songwriting, I just am inspired by other songwriter friends of mine that I just think write mm. knockout songs. Um, and so if I'm moved by a song, that's a good song, you know? And, and mm. I, that's, and so that's my, when I'm, when I'm approaching songwriting, I'm trying to tap into that same thing that I'm feeling when I hear, you know, my buddy like John Fulbright's song or something that it's, mm. you know, that they're tapping into something that's deeper and it's relatable, you know, it's, mm. it's, um, and, and so I'm just always trying to, I'm inspired, I'm inspired by, you know, listening to, to people that are writing songs that move me in that way. Um, and that doesn't have to be, like a sad thing it could be just a full on rocker that makes me feel something. It makes me feel good, you know, or something. It's it, it, there's so many levels to that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's the beauty of, of music. It's just all the, all the different things you can tap into. And, you know, as far as, as, um, as playing goes, that's where I've learned the most is just, being on stage with other musicians that have been doing it longer and that know, uh, that, that just know more or know, you know, they, they've, and it's, uh, and it, it's improved my playing a ton. And it's been that way since I started, I've always Hmm. been in bands where 
I'm like, I'm the least experienced and it's really part of why I'm as, as good as I am at doing anything today. Um, and like, and it's, it's not even just guitar players, but it is, you know, it's like I spent, I spent a lot of years uh, next to Dave schools on stage and his bass playing. Um, he's such a musical musician and, and just like, and so I really started locking in with him and it's like, and, and, you know, at the beginning of playing in that in hardworking Americans, like I was, I started out on the side of the stage right next to Neil. So I had like this great moment where we were just right next to each other and it was very easy to hear everything he was doing. And, and so I learned a lot and, you know, of course I could still hear him when I moved to the other side of the stage, but since I was next to Dave, I was really like tapping into more of what he was doing. And, um, and it's, it's just cool how to become a better musician. It's not just cause you play guitar doesn't mean that it's, you're going to learn the most from listening to another guitar player. It's like, mm-hmm. you're going to, learn more by really figuring out what the bass player is doing or what the drummer is doing or keyboard, play. you know, it's, um, I don't know. That's, that's how I've learned the most. I, I would say. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. That, that makes a, that makes a whole lot of sense to me too, you know, because especially when you're, when you're working on music that isn't just guitar focused, it's like, you know, the, the guitar is just one piece of this great puzzle, which is, you know, the rest of the accompaniment. So that makes a lot of sense, you know, as far as locking, like you talked about, you know, locking in, staying in a pocket, things like that. And, you know, really understanding the, the, the music in itself, you know, and then naturally, you know, the, you know, playing guitar, it'll get better because you understand the entire picture. That's very interesting. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, and also to add to that uh, is just even, it's like having started out as a singer songwriter before really tapping into guitar stuff. I'm so, um, it, it made me, more cautious of how I approach guitar. And, and that was something Neil and I talked about a lot, um, was just like, you know, serve the song. Mm. And, and since both of us were singer songwriters before we became side guys and guitar players, it, it, it just was more natural, I think, to sort of have that mindset and, and know how to work within a song when you when you have a songwriter you're playing for you know yeah definitely 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 well well, well jesse acock it's been a, a a great pleasure speaking with you man uh thank you so much for taking the time and uh congratulations on this really great album that uh, ever you'll be able to share with everyone this week i appreciate you talking to me jerell of course of course well, there you have it, folks. This is Jarrell Powell from the 440 Guitar Podcast. We'll jam again soon, and have a good day.